Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Opinions. Pop Opinions. Episode 21. Yep. You were yeah, debating it right before. and We were about to press the button. I was like 2021. You're right. 2021 and episode 21. Wow. I feel like that's a good omen. We it, need we need it. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a lot going on in the world right now, but that's what we're here to distract from. Yeah. It's time to have some fun. Case, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You know, we just got announced that we're in another lockdown and I'm home for another at least 28 more days and so more online school. More online school for both Everybody, of us. Everybody, yeah. So we just have a little kitchen party now where we all set up shop for the day and that's it. Yeah. And you're started back this week? Yeah, back to school. Um, I like the online learning to me. It's uh, it's easy. If I have a class at 8 a.m., I can wake up at 7.55, roll out of bed, put on headphones and open my laptop. Wow. It's great. I mean, I like actually when I had 8 a.m.s, I'd usually wake up at about 7.30. Yeah, I would I, need a few minutes. Like I wouldn't be able to like focus right away. But that's that's because I'm old and you're young. Not, but even some people were like, I have an alarm set for 7.57. I'm like, yeah, no, I like that's getting a up. a little, at, yeah, it's I, a little tight. I liked getting up a bit earlier just so I can like read the news and yeah, wake up a bit, have some water, go to the bathroom. Brush your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Have a bit of a morning. Yeah, for yeah. sure. All it's right. good. We're here, movie challenge, top 100 movies. Uh-huh. Um, we picked one movie. Okay. It was Mad Max. It was the, origi- the original. Yeah, George Miller, 1979. Yeah. Um, we had to pick a se- second movie. Okay, you guys, look, we don't want to be mean on here. That's not what this is about. This movie was not our favorite. Okay, so here it is. We never talk through movies when we watch them together. We always just take it in and then we wait till we get here. So it's authentic conversation, right? It was probably about the, I'm going to say we gave it about 25, 30 minutes before. I think it was you that said, what are you enjoying this? Yeah. Or I was like, what is actually happening? Because when you think of Mad Max, you think of the newest, the Tom Hardy version. Great. I love Thunderdome. Yes. I'm all for this. But this was just so Mel Gibson plays Max, who is a highway uh, cop, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it's an Australian police officer, but yeah. And this is set, it, it was set, so made in 1979, but set a few years from now. Yeah. From when it was made. Right. It was very vague. Um, I'll just read the couple of the notes that I took. Okay. Uh, the opening scene is really long and chaotic and kind of was setting up for what you kind of think Mad Max is as a franchise. Yes. It then tails off uh, tails off from there and really it's a lot of vague plot that doesn't really connect. No. There's just a lot it's of choppy a lot of mess happening. It's you know what it is too? Like I, I was thinking, do I not like it because it's nineteen seventy nine and but there are movies that are made in the seventies and, and before then that have held up that, that can still I don't think it's to do with when it was made. Like it's not that. It's that it was choppy and it was like I didn't really understand and those guys were so weird. I thought it was like at one point I asked her, I'm like, are they on bath salts? Like what is happening? Is that am I not allowed to say that? No, no, no. It, oh, was, okay. it was just funny because it, it is true. They were very just weird, touchy. But like weird was like that's being like generous. Like they were like I don't know, twitchy and like they were crazy and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was not I got to say, it was like a good hour and a half of our life that I will never get back. And It's just, there's there's a lot wrong. And the thing is, when, when you said the 1979 thing, the first thing I thought of was Star Wars, where 
1977, the first one you make. And sure, if you watch it now, there's stuff that's not going to hold up just technology wise. Star Wars, I mean, they did bring back Mad Max recently, but Star Wars also sold for like $4 billion and has all these properties. It's not it's not an age thing. And that's what I kind of thought, too. I'm like, oh, maybe because I'm young, I don't like this as much. But it just wasn't. And Mel Gibson, Gibson is actually pretty good in it. But yeah, he's not bad. Yeah, the acting isn't isn't to the, obviously the standard now. But I said that during too that it's a it's a the craft of acting now is a lot different. Yeah, I will say if to just to find a positive, the scenes where they're on their motorcycle or they're driving are pretty cool for that age. Like I can I can appreciate that that was like the way they were following obviously in a car or the way they filmed those scenes and going around those bendy roads and stuff was pretty cool, but. That, I mean, that was like, I was stretching for something. Like, I was like, what, what yeah. is happening? Uh, a few of my notes. Um, one of them, I was going to write down what the movie was about. I wrote Max in brackets Mel Gibson and didn't write anything else. <laughs> right. Because I just forgot to. Um, there's also What the Fuck is Happening. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a really just, it feels like 1979 in this scene where... Uh, Mel Gibson's buddy gets burned alive in his car mm-hmm. and it's supposed to scare us his hand comes out it's all charred and stuff he's still alive which was kind of crazy in itself and then there's just this music where it just feels like it's like dun, dun, like it's trying to scare you and it's just a close-up on his face and it just he was supposed to be scared because he looked at his friend's burned yeah. face and it just it, it really wasn't, wasn't it it wasn't good his eyes bulged out but it was like what are you trying to convey right now because no 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 what else do you have? Because I didn't write any notes. I just was like, I didn't like it. <laughs> like, I just didn't like it. Um, I also wrote down about the disappearing baby. So Mel oh, Gibson's... Yeah. We, his, so we did talk about this. His partner, um, I don't really... I didn't write down any other actors. You could no. see the effort we put in on this movie yeah. because I think that's really what it deserves, to yeah. be completely frank. Yeah. Um, they have a child together. Like a baby. And you see it at the beginning. There's also a part where you weren't paying attention, but the baby had a gun presumably his gun but still was holding a gun could have been if it was a toy gun it could have made it a lot like it just a different color just looked like a real gun that the baby was just holding okay then towards the end of the movie there's the chaos happening you could there's chase scenes and stuff like that the baby just doesn't exist for i don't know maybe 15 20 minutes yeah we just don't know where this baby is no and his wife goes to the beach to tan for a few minutes and you think, oh, the bad guys are going to get her there. No, she goes back and then they took the baby. Yeah. We're and like, he, but where was the baby? And like, Mel Gibson's working on a car. Yeah. And it just, it really didn't make sense. And I think the baby thing did really just kind of add to the whole aesthetic of the movie. Yeah. We're just, I don't even want to say because lazy isn't fair. I just think it's something maybe they just didn't pay attention to or probably even if you watch this movie then you probably weren't thinking about it yeah but it did set it up for good movies after like i know i remember watching mad max beyond the thunderdome or thunderdome and then the new one with all the girls like charlie saren and zoe and right isn't she in it zoe saldana no um kravitz oh i don't remember yeah Sorry, I was getting tagged. This is a big NBA day. There's okay, just a lot that happened. Hey, my God. It's like, are you focused? I got a text. Okay, I'm let's so- not talk about my Max anymore because it's not worth our time. Because we picked our second movie. Yes. Which we were, the, we're picking them all randomly. Yes. If you didn't listen to the last one. Uh, 
we managed to pick The Born Identity. Yes. I have not seen this movie for a while. Yeah, me it, either. And I was doing school while you watched it. So I kind of like half watched it. I was kind of in and out. And yeah. I rewatched the whole thing just for myself, just to get the... Just be in it. Yeah. Just yeah. to really be, be in this world. And it made me forget how much I really love these series. And it is really a true debate between Mission Impossible and, and this Ooh, franchise. I would never want to pick that. They're so good. It's funny because I love these movies. I love like those kind of movies are like one of my favorites to watch like action and whatever and spy spy and stuff like that. So I love them. But I normally go for the like if I'm going to watch a Bourne, I go for the legacy, which is not Matt Damon. It is Jeremy Renner. But I mean, Matt Damon started this, you know, whole thing. And I do. I love them all. Like they're all really great movies and they're fun to watch. And they're, you know, this one just sets it up and it it makes you want to watch the sequels right the way they set everything up and the way they have these interesting characters it makes you like oh i can't wait to watch the second one and third and fourth Mm -hmm. and then they was it eventually six i don't know they must not still be going because they did they did the last one because they did the born legacy and then they came back and did jason born right which was like alicia vikander and i think tommy lee oh i loved that one not Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy I always, Lee Jones. I always, because in my head, I go, oh, yeah, that's it's, it's just Tommy Lee, but that's the drummer, drummer. from Motley Crue. Motley Crue, yeah. Um, this, again, yeah, the first of the series, I think what I didn't remember about this movie, and I think it's more just as I've grown up and kind of watched more movies and wanted to watch them a little more critically, Matt Damon is amazing He's in this movie. He's such a good actor, though. Like, he is a really stellar actor, right? Like, like he's he's just really top top shelf because obviously it's Jason Bourne, so you're going to be following the story. The way he plays this character of he can do these amazing things, he can be the super spy, but at first he doesn't know. He's like, I just don't know what I am. And as soon as someone would come and like he's about to get arrested by the police, or someone is trying to scare him or fight him, and it just kind of clicks that he knows what to do. Yeah, but I love it because he's got this like assassin kind of that side of him or that like you know I could fight you to the death kind of thing but he also has this like vulnerable side where he really takes a liking to that girl uh how do you pronounce her name Fanka I don't know how to say it Poe I didn't write it down so okay so the girl like his love interest in it so um but he's got this like vulnerable side and he doesn't want to hurt people but he doesn't know who he is and he plays this character like such a dichotomy and he plays it so brilliantly like it's so fun to watch yeah i mean if you just you could jump again when i really started paying attention when you were watching or probably the last 30 minutes which really doesn't do it justice because at that point he just he's fought off a couple people and he's really he's figured out who he is by that point yeah. or or who he's supposed to be right watching the whole thing again of just it just his reluctance of i don't want to do this and you should leave you shouldn't have to be a part of this yeah it just i mean that really shows his range again um i think the funniest thing was just that this movie like made in 2001 comes out in 2002 it's just like the technology part of it where it at the time obviously advanced like the computers and stuff aren't as good as they are now yeah but just seeing these like full rooms full of computers and it's like really now you'd need two of those computers to right. do the same stuff especially yeah. for an organization like the CI isn't it the CIA I think it's the CIA yeah I mean uh it's a great way to start the series and it kind of yes. sets you up to love this character and they kind of for him and they right? kind of use the same formula I feel like for most of the movies yeah yeah 
but it it doesn't really get dull because they change it in these different ways and they and they add people in like Joan Allen comes in and right like they add characters in and they Julia Stiles becomes a really big character who I love in the series and right like like you say like they kind of bring in different characters yeah it's kind of the same recipe but it's okay like I don't know they can get away with it the characters evolving especially I love in I think it was the I think it was in Jason Bourne that they got a complete meme out of it which is I can't remember who the actor is but he is really good and he goes Jesus Christ it's Jason Bourne because he's just created by that time he's created this legacy to yeah borrow from another one of the movies of just no one's going to stop him yeah and it's funny that i i love the john wick when he uses a pencil jason Bourne does that in this movie he did it first and that's probably the grossest part of this movie he's he's fighting someone and he stabs him with a pen but it's like through the top of his hand right and you see the guy who's also assassin just kind of get up and pull it out of his skin (laughs) and it just made me go that's just um uh, the other person I wanted to mention that I'm sure you recognized him, but I didn't know if you really put it together, that young Walton Goggins is in this. Oh, no. He's a part of the CIA. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even see him. So for those, the way you know him, he's Wade from The Unicorn. Yeah. I'm sure it's you know such... him from other stuff. But... I do. I know him from a lot of things. He was in Sons of Anarchy. He's been in a lot of things. I love The Unicorn. I think it's one. I think it's a really funny show, TV show and it's but, funny. But that's good. I didn't know if you were going to notice him or no, not. No, I didn't. That's crazy. Again, not a major role. He only has like a few lines, but I recognized him and I looked up the cast and there, there he was. was. Wow. I did not notice that. Uh, do you got any other notes for this? Um, I don't, actually. I just wanted to say that it was, these are based on novels by Robert Ludlum. So just like that's where it started from. And then, you know, usually when you make things from a book to like a movie, I think like I've never read his book, so I can't say. But I for me, this is so visual. I, I see it working better as a movie. And but oh, never... better, better as a movie, because you're you, I think most people are on the side of it's better as a book. Most things are. But I think this one's the action. I think you I think you get more from it visually. But. Yeah, I'm always, the book is always better, but I think in this case I would probably, but I haven't read them, so I can't say because maybe he's very descriptive and I could visualize it in my head or something. And it's also, like you said, these the novels from 1980, so yeah. there's a lot of evolution, especially in technology, to even 2001, 2002. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, a lot, for sure. So yeah. Um, I can't think of anything. I don't think there are any other Bourne movies on that list on our top 100. I don't know. We'll have to see. I, I can't see it that far. So. It, maybe I can't. I could read them, but it's a little... Probably not, I would say, you know, because it's like top... Well, you never know, I guess, top 100 movies, so... Yeah. Do you want a Harry Potter update? Yes. Um, I'm on the... I watched the sixth one which I'm now forgetting the name and my girlfriend will be mad, but, um, no, um, I can't remember what it's called now, but Sorcerer's Stone. That's the first one. Oh, okay. It's the only one I know. Um, Goblet. Goblet of Fire is the fifth one, fourth okay. one. Those are um, the only two I think I know. I've never seen them. So, so I'm on this week. I'm going to be watching the last movie, which is two movies, okay. the Deathly Hollows, okay. And, it's really good. I think it's actually something, once you get into it, I think 
even someone, not I don't want to say someone like you, but I think you would actually enjoy them. Yeah, I'm sure I would. Well, <laughs> listen, you were right about the Marvel movies. So and that's, that's a I lot would more trust, movies. Yeah, I would trust your opinion because I was always like, I don't like superhero movies. And then I watched them and now I'm obsessed with them. So And now you're excited for every everyone Everything. we're going to get. Oh my God, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, I, let's talk about that before we get into our, our last segment that WandaVision is starting this week. Two more days or tomorrow night tomorrow night and do you know uh the other news that came out of just that show no that it's not one one a week we're getting two episodes i don't yes. know if it's every week but for the first for the week. first at least the first one i love when they do that it's my favorite thing now that instead of like one a week or binging i feel like they're giving us that in between like when i watched the flight attendant with kayla cuoco they gave us like three the first week so it gave you enough that you could like get into it because I don't know after the first one if I would have stuck with it. Like, I don't know, right? Because I had three. I was like, okay, perfect. And then the next week was like one or two or, you know, like it like it just keeps you it keeps you interested more. So like get me get me in, like hook me, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's definitely what these streaming platforms or even like regular channels are realizing that if you have a show fully done before you air any of it, the binge the like kind of half binge watching model is what works is again you get them and you if you do one a week you might lose a lot of people after week one unless you're one of those shows that either has the credibility of marvel or any kind of hbo show that's gonna hook you in the first week and give you a lot of like a shock or something that's gonna make people want to come back for sure yeah yeah it's good and I was going to I guess that's it for them because um, actually what day is so it's this coming out tomorrow or it's the 14th, the yeah. 14th. That's when we're getting Tom Holland, which again, it's vague, but he tweeted out like one fourteen twenty one, and people are trying to read in. There's a few projects he's working on, but I feel like that's going to be Spider-Man, Spider-Man? three. Mm. It'll be fine. It, they said it was going to be December, but clearly they like but maybe he's just giving a teaser tomorrow. Yeah. Well, they said a teaser was going to be in December. Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe it's something else then. Who knows? He is working on a few. He's a busy guy. Busy. Busy, busy, busy. All right. Are you ready for, I don't want to say our last segment, but our newest? Yeah. we've never done this. No, we haven't. Uh, so we're doing what ifs. Yes. So you have prepared for this a lot more than I have. That's okay. Of well, I just more want you to lead this of okay. kind yeah. of movie and a few TV what if casting choices, you know, directors, stuff like that. I think that. these are always fun because it's you know like we're not saying like someone would do a better job, but I think it's just interesting to think of the uh, someone else in that role because so, it, it it is all just a hypothetical conversation. Yeah, so we're not saying anybody's better or whatever. Like we're or maybe we will (laughs) but no we're not that's not our purpose of it it's just to just chat about who was also up for the role just to kind of compare Mm -hmm. so the first song i start with is guardians of the galaxy uh gamora is that how i say it yep okay so gamora is played by zoe zoe saldana yeah okay and originally it was going to amanda seyfried Mm. and so she said Quote, this is a quote from her. Who wants to see a movie about a talking tree and a raccoon? Which clearly, I was very wrong. 
Okay, good. I'm glad that was a clarity and not as she turned down that role. No, she said, because I guess it was a couple years ago, it came out that she was supposed to be in that role. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I really like her. I like Zoe too, though. So it's not like I would like one over the other. But I think when you when you see a movie done with already that actress, you, it's hard to picture someone else in that role. Especially people so different like than them physically too, looking yeah. too right like they just are so you morph the character because you can kind of get a picture of about what it would look like because jennifer lawrence played a character in the x-men series that not that's it's green versus blue but it's someone who you at least have a basis of she looks more similar right to amanda than yeah to zoe saldana yeah that would have been interesting i don't think I don't want to say she isn't like because Zoe Saldana like Gamora is a very like kind of like like a strong like like, tough tough, yeah and I don't know if I mean a cipher it is like that kind of but you never know I mean she could totally surprise us but it's not what I picture if I were to put her in that movie I probably would have had her be um I can't remember her name like Mantis like the um Amelia Clark no no um I'm Mixing up. I'm blanking on who even plays her now. There, there's a couple other roles that I could have seen her do. Right. But I right. would. But I would stick with Zoe. Yeah. Okay. So the Notebook. I found this one really interesting. So played by Ray- Ryan Gosling and um, Rachel McAdams, but it was actually going to be um, George Clooney. I don't know that there's never a girl. A girl wasn't ever. But so George Clooney was going to play uh, Ryan Gosling. And then the old, the older one is played by James Garner, but it was going to be Paul Newman. So it would have been Clooney Newman. Yes. I, I I just think he's too old. Like, I don't want to be mean, but like to me, it's like Ryan Gosling has such a young like energy about him and he just looked young and I that's the way you picture it because they're supposed to be in their 20s. And when was the notebook? Like 2005. Yeah. So you're talking like 16, 15, 16 years ago. You know, George Clooney is like pushing 60, isn't he? Like now. Yeah. So he would have been. At that time. Yeah. I just, I don't think it would have worked because I feel like Ryan Gosling's character isn't like, I feel like this is a George Clooney staple that his characters are always cool. Yes. I just don't think Ryan Gosling's character in The Notebook had that kind of like. Swagger. Suave. Yeah. Is when I think of George Clooney. I don't, I mean, obviously Clooney would have done a great job because he's a great actor, but. I just don't, I don't think that would have worked. Paul Newman, I think, even if it was Gosling, I think, yeah, I think yeah. that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, that that is. I mean, Paul Newman's. Yeah, I that's that I can see for sure. Okay, so I know you haven't seen this movie, Almost Famous, which I hope is on that list. Actually, um, don't look. <laughs> um, so it's supposed to be. So it's played by Billy Crudup, who I think is such a phenomenal actor, and Kate Hudson. But it was supposed to be played by Brad Pitt as like the lead guitar guy and Sarah Polly, who's a Canadian actress. Um, so anyways, they both kind of backed out at the same time. Kate Hudson had the role of Zoe Deschanel. Okay, and then yeah. she begged Cameron Crowe to like give her a chance to, to read for the Band-Aid girl. I can't remember her name now. Oh my God, Penny Lane. I can't believe I forgot that. That was weird. <laughs> it's her okay. favorite movie. I know. So she was supposed to pay, um, she was supposed to play Zoe Deschanel, which is the the kid in its sister. Mm-hmm. So just a smaller role, but it was Zoe Deschanel's first movie, which I didn't realize that was her first kind of big. Yeah, because almost famous is nineteen ninety nine, right? Yeah, I think something like that. Yeah, and the two of them, 
um, Kate Hudson and Zoe Deschanel went to high school together and they were in the same like class and they knew each other. I wouldn't say they were like, they kind of like, we weren't best friends, but we ran in the same kind of circle cause they were in like theater and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. wow, kind of fun that they all, and they kind of, that was both their big movies and they got to kind of do it together. I don't think they have any actual scenes together, but still. So you're on set together. It's still an experience. Yeah, you're promoting together. You're, you know, it's pretty fun. Like they were young. They were like 19, 20. And that's a pretty, it was a pretty big movie. So, yeah. So I can't, um, Sarah Polly, I think could have done it for sure. It's hard though. Cause you know, my love for Kate Hudson. So, but I do, I think Sarah Polly's a really good actress. So I think she could have pulled it off. Brad Pitt, I can't, I can't picture. Like I just, I just can't. I Billy Crudup to me it was is so good in it. So again, it falls into especially this movie is the late nineties. Brad Pitt is kind of not even coming to his own. I feel like this is also it comes into play a lot. Where if he did this movie, would he have been able to do Fight Club? Yeah, kind of stuff like that. Yeah, where exactly. Just scheduling wise, it doesn't work out. That's a few of few of these like options that we have. Yeah. So Titanic. Uh, Jack, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, Matthew McConaughey was actually up for that role. Hmm, I I can see it, though, because they kind of have that same pretty boy look, right? Mm -hmm. I I think, again, McConaughey, when he was younger, it wasn't there as much as it is now. But again, the the cool factor, kind of. The other one for Titanic was... um, Leo did Titanic, but he also had the option to do Boogie Nights instead of Mark Wahlberg, which again, you've kind of spiraled down to if McConaughey does that movie, I think that changes a lot. I feel like the only thing is like the dynamic between Jack, uh, between like Leo and Kate Winslet. I feel like it was really there for that movie. And and Kate Winslet's role was supposed to go to actually Claire Danes. Like she got offered it apparently first, um, but she had just finished Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio. And she was like, I kind of like, I don't want to. You want to branch out a little you bit. Do, because you don't want to get pigeonholed into that person. Or is it too close to the other movie where they're going to, they're not going to be able to let go of Romeo and Juliet, right? They're not going to be able to let go. <laughs> to let go. <laughs> get him on um so yeah i thought that was interesting but i think i think it all worked out the way it like i can't imagine kate winslet in any like i it, for me she was a pretty it just made it made, it made sense. sense but i could see matthew mcconaughey in that role i could like i could i could picture it especially obviously a younger mcconaughey i just yeah. feel like especially when i mean we did the i am deep dive on leo when you got to that point it made sense he had the what's eating gilbert grape was kind of his breakout and what everybody looks back on now is one of his, if not best, performance. Right. By that point, I think, especially with Romeo and Juliet, I think he was ready for his... I mean, that is a starring role, but also a historic event. Yes. Yeah. Because Romeo and Juliet is a story. But yeah, the realness of Titanic, I think, gives it more credit as a movie because people... Spoiler alert. <laughs> it sinks. What? And people still want to watch it. It's still one of the highest grossing movies ever. Yeah. I'm sure it's on the list. Oh, boy. Uh, Jerry Maguire. Are you ready for this? Oh. Okay. Instead of Tom Cruise playing Jerry Maguire, Woody Harrelson? Mm. I, I just don't. Again, I feel like we talked about this one because, to me, I just couldn't imagine Woody Harrelson doing the show me the money scene. Yeah. Because he just has more of like a chill, laid back vibe. Right. Tom Hanks. Was the other one. Oh, I could see that. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think. See, he, I I think more Woody Harrelson 
than Tom Hanks. So it's interesting. I, I, I should actually... Maybe I think the Woody Harrelson chill vibe thing is kind of more now, a little more recently. Yeah. At that point, because I'm also so 95, so that's probably maybe just after he did White Man Can't Jump with Wesley Snipes. Right. I think he could pull it off. I think he could. I think Tom, again, I think of Tom Hanks doing that scene. I just think of both of them doing that scene. I think Tom Cruise did it the best. But I Oh, think- yeah, for sure. No, I'm not. Yeah, but I do think Woody Harrelson could pull it off. I don't think Tom Hanks could. I don't know. I just, I can't. Look, I love Tom Hanks, but I can't imagine him sitting at that that desk going, you know, whatever he says. I love black people. And, you know, see, I could see just because I, I think of, well, I guess I think of him as Woody yelling, but I just think of Tom Hanks oh, being yeah, loud. Yeah. I just, it just kind of. I don't of, know if visually I could see it, but I can hear it. Yeah. But I can't visually picture the way he, the, where Tom Cruise gets so into it and he's yelling into the phone. I can't picture Tom Hanks doing that, but. That's true. It, yeah. it, that's the only, there wasn't any other roles for that one. No, that's all I had for that one. Uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah. Okay. So it was, it went to Julia Stiles, right? Mm-hmm. She was like the angry girl and it was up for Katie Holmes and Kate Hudson were up for it. I don't think anybody else could have played that character. Right. Just the edginess of her. And, and just, just her face. Because yeah. she has a resting bitch face, which is awesome. Not knocking it. I think it's amazing. But it works for her. And I think, I, Katie Holmes is too sweet looking to me. And Kate Hudson's too bubbly for me. Right. Yeah. For that role. Exactly. That's that is the perfect one where you could see other people. But that just that's one where it just it, it made sense. They made the right choice. Yeah. It was a great movie. I loved that. My little Heath Ledger. Hmm. was so sad. Um, Grey's Anatomy. McDreamy was supposed played by Patrick Dempsey was up for Rob Lowe was up for it. I could see that. Yeah, that I could too. Because they're the same kind of look like the dreamy little face and the charisma like he could he's see on um, a show 911 that we watch and yeah, he's this he could do that character. Like, like you think Patrick Dempsey could play that character? Uh, ooh, no, I don't actually. But I think Rob Lowe could play mcdreamy yeah i could i guess especially when i think of mcdreamy i think of well, first of all the confidence of even having that nickname no, obviously not that he made it but having that reputation to have that name that's actually rob Lowe makes a lot of sense especially because uh, all these i'm trying to think of where they are i just think rob Lowe was probably too big of a star yeah to do that rob Lowe is like a, he must be a vampire like does the guy ever age like it's so crazy to me it's him he's and Paul living, Rudd. He's living his best life, and it shows. Uh, so this one is one of my favorites, La La Land. Okay, so mm-hmm. you have Emma Stone with with um, Ryan Gosling, and it was supposed to go to Emma Watson. I actually can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me why I can't. I think maybe the singing aspect not as much, oh, okay. but I just think her like. I mean, when I think of Emma Watson now, I think of Harry Potter, but. When I think of her, I think of a very bubbly person. Okay. Or can be, even though she's not that way in Harry Potter. But I think I think it could make sense. I just think that Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling just work so well as a pair. So what I, what I find... So the reason why Emma Watson backed out is because she got Beauty and the Beast. So she had a conflict. That makes more sense. Right? Her That's, doing... Beauty and the Beast makes more sense for me with Emma Watson. Then I started thinking about Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. They did three movies together, which is crazy. So they did... 
uh, Crazy, Crazy Stupid, Stupid Love, Love, Gangster Squad, and uh, then La La Land. And when you put two people together, this, this to me shows their acting chops. Because when you put two people together, like we were just talking about Titanic and, and with Claire Danes and Leonardo, can you separate, like, these are the characters they played in Crazy Stupid Love, these are the characters they played in La La Land, and it's still believable as completely different people, right? Or Gangster Squad. Like, it's completely... Like you buy it, and mm-hmm. that is that is a an att- that's a testament to them, I think, as actors, and because like that's hard to do, right? Mm-hmm. I I just I could see Emma Watson doing it, but her being Belle instead of instead yes. of La La Land just it makes too it makes, much sense. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Legally Blonde, Elle Woods played by Reese Witherspoon was supposed to well was going to go to Christina Applegate. Again, so Legally Blonde is what, 2000, early 2000s? Yeah, I think so. I think when I looked up, it was like 01 or 02 or so when something. So th- when I think of Christina Applegate, I think of uh, Friends because she plays, oh, okay. doesn't she? She plays Rachel's sister, she right? She does, yeah. She's only in like two or three episodes, yeah. But still, I'm thinking about that age. I think that makes sense. I think she could have done I, I it. I think she could have done it. And I think the reason why she probably didn't is because she was in a show called Married with Children and she played kind of a ditzy blonde. And I'm thinking she might have been like, I got to get away from that or that's what I'm going to be pigeonholed because she did play a similar character. So I think she could have pulled it off. But I think Reese Witherspoon is definitely was the right choice as far as, you know, I don't know. Like, I think she makes sense for that character. The other person I was thinking of, and I don't know age wise if this would like match up. I feel like Kristen Bell could have done that. Oh, yeah. I yeah. know you love Kristen, love Bell, Kristen Bell. So you, you would. But I feel like when I was just thinking of it, I think she could have played that character. Yeah, that's a good one. I totally I can see that for sure. Because they have similar like even looks and whatever. Right. Because it's also a few years after. Um, who's the main girl from Clueless? Because it's kind of. Oh, this, Alicia Silverstone. It's the same kind of role. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because that was what we did right back then those were our movies uh black widow not my movie not your movie no uh black widow mm-hmm. uh, so scarlett johansson plays it went it was gonna go to emily blunt and i see that one doesn't make sense to me just because of the first time you see scarlett johansson is just kind of like a shock you're like oh wow like look at look at her yeah i just think as beautiful as emily blunt is i just don't it's think it's a different she- it's a different beautiful that's all like it's not like one is more beautiful than the other but if you're talking black widow she's got to have that kind of like i don't know yeah it's hard because you don't want to say the other one doesn't but like kind of takes your breath away or it's like but uh, that's what i was gonna say the first scene you s- is um i think tony is tony tony and Gwyneth paltrow i can't remember her character's name piper from- what piper is I guess I never think of her just by her name. Isn't it Gwyneth Paltrow's name in the show? In the what? In the movie? Oh, I, I, that's what I was gonna say. I don't. Rem- oh, it's uh, Pepper. Pepper. I was like, you said Piper. I'm like, that doesn't sound doesn't right. Doesn't sound right. Um, Pepper. The first time they kind of like Robert Downey Jr. You could see him stop and kind of go, ooh, because he kind of was always like that with beautiful women. He kind of was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, and that's that was his reaction to Scarlett Johansson. Again, not that it would be the same way with Emily Blunt, but. I just and then as she evolved with the character and we're yeah. gonna get that movie yeah. in May with her, I think it was. But the then right you choice. see movies like um with John Krasinski, uh, A Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. Like that to me is Emily Blunt's. Like that is her wheelhouse, right? Or Mary Poppins. She's so like I can't imagine anyone else in that role. Like she definitely it's it's funny if you reversed it. Could I imagine Scarlett Johansson in A Quiet Place? No. Like I couldn't. So I think Emily Blunt is where she because be. that's a that's a rumored um 
because of the Marvel Disney, how they're kind of redoing franchises. They're talking about Fantastic Four, which they've done twice now. The third time, everyone's trying to think of who who can play what role. And then John Krasinski came up as like the main main guy in it. And then they brought up, well, why wouldn't you just put Emily Blunt right next to him? Yeah. And I think that's, if you're trying to get her in the superhero world, I think that's makes perfect sense. Yeah. Oh, I would love to see her in that role. I love Emily Blunt. Uh, the Office. So Michael Scott, played by Steve Carell, brilliantly played by Steve Carell. Paul Giamatti. I just think, when I think of him, I just think of him yelling all the time. Yeah. I just don't think he would have been as funny as Steve right. Carell played it yeah I think he would have played it a little more serious yeah I can't imagine anyone else in that role like I, I just couldn't like it just he was so brilliant I ready for the other people that okay go hit me um Bob Odenkirk oh yeah for for Michael Scott oh yeah no um this is the one I, that... I mean I love him I think he's funny and stuff but I just can't imagine Martin Short no Really? I, th- I think if anybody could have done it, Martin Short makes sense. Why do you just tell me? You have a hair on your eye- on your eyebrow and I don't want it to go in your eye. Well, you guys told me. <laughs> um, who, uh, and Rain Wilson. As? Michael Scott. That's who he read for Michael Scott at one oh, point. Oh, I can't imagine him in anybody role but Dwight, though. No, that's, that's why I thought that, that part of it was funny. Yeah, like I can't imagine. Maybe he'd be great at it because he's such such a good actor. But I just, I can't imagine him in any... He's usually as funny as he is. He's a much more serious funny, if that makes sense. Yeah. Especially as Dwight. He's like the tattletale and... Yeah. He's so... Yeah. (laughs) I don't do that, Michael. Michael? (laughs) That's so funny. Uh, Is that it for The Office that you had? Uh, Yeah, I just wrote down Michael Sokot. Ferris Bueller. Goes to Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Johnny Depp. No. I just... It, Broderick just plays that. He just is that character. John Cusack. That makes a little more sense for the time. Yeah, for the time. Johnny Depp, too, makes sense. But I feel like Johnny Depp just kind of plays weirder characters. I feel characters. like Johnny Depp is almost too good looking for it or something i don't know yeah, there's Ma- something Matthew broderick especially at that age was just like he's, he's cute and he's playful and he's i don't know he's got an energy about him that's Ch- charisma cute. yeah um robert downey jr i mean for all he went through i think that would have changed his life so much if he did that movie yeah i think sure. it's it's funny to think about his charisma now is so much different than when he was younger mm-hmm if it's almost like you get Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. as a kid to play that role, it makes sense. Or yeah. like as yeah, younger, yeah. but I don't think anybody else. And Michael J. Fox. Again, for the times, it just, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Because that, what's Ferris Bueller? 80... 86, I want to say, 84. So again, we're talking around Back to the Future time where. Then you don't get that from Michael J. Fox. Yeah, maybe you get that from Matthew Broderick. Talk which about I, the domino effect, eh? That's kind of fun. I just don't think you could have... I don't think you could switch them. I don't think... Even just the way Michael J. Fox says Doc. Like, I just couldn't imagine anybody else. Just the almost, like, child in his voice. Yeah. When Ferris Bueller is just this, like, confident and everything's going to work out for him. Yeah. I love... cool. Um, Everybody loves Ferris. Yeah. Say Ferris. <laughs> it just... Yeah, the whole... That whole movie is just... If you ever need a movie to just watch, oh, and yeah. it's not like it's a super confusing plot or you have to pay attention, but you just, you get these moments when you're just like, ah, this movie is just, it just, you forget parts of it. Yeah. 
I love Ferris Wheel. It's definitely one of my favorite movies. I love it. Uh, my last one is Silver Linings Playbook, uh, played by Jennifer Lawrence, uh, the character and member in uh, Bradley Cooper, that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Anne Hathaway. No. Especially with <laughs> Bra- especially with Bradley Cooper. I love Anne Hathaway, and I think a lot of people don't appreciate what she's yeah, done in her she's career. Not, she's not my favorite, but I that's not why I can't picture her in this role. I just think Jennifer Lawrence brings, like, I just think of that scene when she's in the house with, um, the in, like, Bradley Cooper's family, and she's, like, yelling at them all and stuff like that. Like, I cannot picture anyone else doing it. Like, she's mad at them because she's like, who makes a bet like this and... You know, like I, she's she lays it all out for them or whatever, and so I just can't picture Anne Hathaway doing that scene. I think there's also just an elegance to Anne Hathaway that I think the role that kind of shows it the most is Ocean's Eight. Yeah, where she has this elegance. Obviously, there's more to her character than that, but yeah, Jennifer Lawrence just it's grittier. Like yeah. she's like messier, and that's the kind of role like and she was meant to be. Yeah, right. That, that's just her. Like yeah. she's. <laughs> Yeah. She's messy and chaotic. She's awesome. Yeah. And she can play those She's roles doing a really well. right now with Leonardo DiCaprio. I just oh, there's saw... a huge, that's a huge cast. Oh my God. I just saw them, I guess they, I, I don't know, paparazzi or whatever. They just posted a picture of the two of them. And I was like, oh, I didn't know they were doing a movie together. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to look that up after. 2020, um, I'll send you, there's a podcast for it. Look, 2021 movies to look forward to. Oh yeah, I would love that. Um, all right. You ready for some of mine? Yes. Uh, so... Again, a lot of mine I like to think of during the time. So okay. M. Night Shyamalan, there's a chance he could have done, which is actually on the list, the first Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Again, you kind of, you're going off the book, so it's a lot more. I just think that would have changed his career so much that he yeah. didn't get pigeonholed as, oh, you're the Sixth Sense guy. You're just yeah. going to have these twists and turns everywhere. Yeah. Um, Tom Selleck is Indiana Jones. Ooh. For the time, I'm going to say, yeah, he could have pulled it off because he was Magnum P.I., Excuse me. Everybody like thought he was gorgeous and stuff for that time. I mean, I think Harrison Ford is perfect for that role, but I can see why he would be in the running for it. I just when I saw it, I, I just couldn't see no, it. Just he didn't, cause no, because I, I just because he's from Friends. <laughs> That's how I know him too. No, that not even that. I was just gonna say that Harrison Ford is just so good in that role. Yeah. No, he is. He's incredible for sure. Um, the original Training Day. Do you know who the original two people were going to be? No, but that's Denzel Washington and uh, Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking, I was thinking one of the Dylan brothers, but yeah, Ethan Hawke. Uh, originally, it was going to be Leonardo DiCaprio and Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, I think Sam- I can see that. See again. Oh no, Leo. I think that. Um, I think Denzel's got an angrier kind of way on screen than maybe Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, I think Samuel L. Jackson is a little more aggressive. But I do get the angrier part. Yeah. I don't see me. I don't think I don't think Leo could do. Not that he couldn't, but well, I just he think can do anything. Yeah. I just think Ethan Hawke, especially his character, is so kind of like not like shy, but he's like the quieter one yes. out of the two, and he's the rookie. I just don't think. I think especially at that point, Training Days two thousand two. I don't think. I think Leo is a little too confident at that point. Right. Right. Again, two thousand two. You're coming off Titanic, and yeah, he's a s- superstar at that point. Yeah, for sure um okay this is an interesting one that will smith turned down neo okay in matrix, the matrix yeah and Django. oh so so instead of jamie fox yeah okay so neo i think 
I could see it. I, I think it I makes sense. I think I could sense. get on board with that. I feel like I could see it for sure. Especially the way we've seen Keanu Reeves' career kind of develop. Yeah. I just think he doesn't really, almost doesn't need that movie. I think Will Smith, that's pretty much, I don't want to say height of his powers, like he's not as good anymore, but in his like 20s, he's coming off like Fresh Prince and yeah. Independence Day. Maybe it's something a little too similar to right. what he was doing. Right. But he did that. He did uh, the Wild Wild West instead oh, of okay. this. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Django. I don't. No, I, I can't do Django. I can't. I can't. Jamie. Jamie Fox is. Jamie Fox is amazing in it. Like I can't picture anyone. Now, for me, I don't think I could touch any of uh, his movies. What Jamie Fox? No. Oh, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Uh, David Fincher. Okay. Uh, was the director was going to direct the Amazing Spider Man when it came back with Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. Oh, okay. Who did it? Who did the directing? Uh, I which don't know. you wouldn't have asked me that. I didn't look that up. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Do you want to um, look it up? No, it's okay. Well, You're gonna look okay. Um, I just think I liked the idea of David Fincher. He does a little more kind of. He's a little darker, right? He's got a dark like I don't know. It's funny because. At that point, there was going to be, there was a point in time, kind of a gap between Spider-Man 3, which was 2007, and The Amazing Spider-Man, which was 2012, that there was going to be Spider-Man 4, and Spider-Man 3 was already so edgy that I just don't think it would have made sense for Fincher, because he would have made the Spider-Man character a lot darker. I just think he is a fun, playful teen that is forced into such situations, which is why I love Tom Holland in that role. It was directed by Mark Webb. He did 500 Days of Summer. Again, a little more lighthearted, romantic. Yeah. I don't even want to say romantic comedy, but just a romantic side, obviously, with Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the other one? Uh, so Leonardo DiCaprio, which I didn't know he had a beef with Christian Bale. Oh, well, I think a lot of people did in Hollywood. He was, He's apparently very hard to work with. Christian Bale? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So he Leo was up for American Psycho. Oh, okay. And Ooh, I, I think I could get on board with that. I don't know. Christian Bale is pretty great. But anyways, go ahead. Sorry. The reason why Leo didn't do it mm-hmm. was Gloria Steinem. Yeah. Told Feminist. him. Told him that it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have worked for his audience. That they wouldn't have liked him in that role. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can see that. Christian Bale's got a like a like a. I don't want to say the word gritty again, but he does have that kind of grittier side to him. But also he plays that character so well where it's almost like his character thinks it's a comedy. Yeah. But he's murdering people. Yeah. Yep. It Murder. is a great balance. Um, I already did. Yeah, that's that was my last one because I already did nice. the Leo Boogie Nights or Titanic. Yeah. Because it's I th- so fascinating. Because it's, it's funny and I feel bad saying it that I feel like Leo could have done Boogie Nights. I don't think he would have done as good as Mark Wahlberg. No, I don't I, think so. But I yeah. think there's a better chance Leo does Boogie Nights than Wahlberg does Titanic. 100% couldn't agree more. Yeah, for sure. Because there's like, yeah, like, I don't know. I can't picture Boogie Nights besides Mark Wahlberg. I think he's, I think he's good. Are we ready? We're ready. All right. So we're picking our next top 100 movies for next week. We're picking two now. So Okay. So I pick 67. So that is Interstellar. Yes. That's I a, love that movie. We'll get Meg to watch that with us. Yeah. Because she's 
think she's going to marry Timothy Chalamet. That's so. not even the reason I was thinking. I just wanted to see how long she could pay attention to oh, that movie. Oh, yeah. I, she wouldn't even have a clue what was going on either. No, I haven't seen that movie in a while, so I'm, I'm excited to watch it. Are we watching together? Or? Well, guess we'll see yeah. what our schedules align. We'll figure it out. All right, ready? Yeah. Second one. Movie number 56. That is Kill Bill. Oh, good movies. Volume one, Kill Bill. This is... Uh, pretty two, two pretty different movies. Yeah, I'm excited about it though. All right, and uh, well, so, uh, what's our plan for next week? I think we're gonna do a bracket, so we're gonna put. Go ahead, you tell them. So uh, coming up, you'll check out the Dion Family Network on Instagram. We're gonna post our uh, the bracket we're gonna do for next week. We've kind of we're choosing between a few, so you can follow along at home. Yeah, it'd be fun just to see what everyone else will choose. So. We'll make sure we're just trying to decide which one we want to do, right? We got a few, but we'll, I'll post it. We'll post it before. Yeah, just give people at least a couple days if they want to kind of play along with us. Not watch all the movies on the bracket. Yes, one hundred percent. That's what we expect of our listeners. Do you hear that, Lisa? No, <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> um. So that's. I think that's all. That's it. We got for this episode. So we'll see you next week. We got bracket and top 100 movie challenge yeah two movies so and wandavision we'll talk about next week because uh, we'll have two episodes to talk yeah, about yeah fun week have all a great right. week everyone all right and besides that we'll see you next time bye